It's time for JT the Brick. How we doing? Baby, I'm great. JT, how are you doing? I'm not a journalist. I'm an opinionated sports talk host. We have a goal. We have ideas. We know exactly what we want to do here. Just win, baby. The Raiders' schedule is brutal. It's a second-place schedule that's front-loaded heavy and back-loaded heavy. The fans of the Raider Nation. Sound off like you got a pair. JT the Brick. I'm talking about the notorious ones, the out-of-control fans, the passionate fans. All of you fans are invited to be a part of the show. I'd like you to come in big and come in with a purpose. And that's it. Use the phone like a weapon. Enjoy everything we do, and please always feel welcome to call in and to tweet and to be a part of the show. Fair enough? And now, here's JT the Brick. Oh, great to have you today, JT. As we wrap up the week here, it's Colts week as the Colts are in town. And the Raiders are finally back at home. Welcome in. Brought to you by PT's Taverns. And get excited, everybody. They are proud partners of the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights are officially, this isn't an opinion, officially the number one team in hockey. They lead the NHL in points. The Knights are back. And you could watch every game, every puck drop at PT's Tavern. 64 Taverns out here. And, man, they really know how to do sports, gaming, food, VGK, Raider Nation, and all of that as we get going on a Friday. I'm excited to be here, man. This has been a roller coaster bleeping season, man. A roller coaster on what's going on with the silver and black. No one had them. No one had them. Two and six coming into this game against Indy. Season on the brink when it comes to win loss. Absolutely. You know, I don't like to use must win. I don't like to talk about playoffs when you're nowhere near the playoffs. And I don't like to look ahead. I don't, and if you've been listening to me for 20 minutes or 20 years, I think I'm pretty consistent with that. One game at a time, let's talk about the issues of the week because there's too long of an offseason. The, lo- the offseason is too long after the last game of the season if you don't make the playoffs. It's painful how long it is for every team in the NFL after the season ends and you look at your calendar and go, what the hell am I going to do from January to August? And we're in that boat right now. We are in that boat, and we're all in it together. Now, the problem is, in this boat here, you have a group of people on the boat. Okay, so I'm, in the, I'm not the captain of the boat, by the way. I am not the captain of the boat. I'm just on the boat with you. So on the boat, you got people that are kind of going through some bumpy waves and some bumpy water, and I'm really nervous now. They're in the boat. They're nervous because we don't see land. We don't see land. I was a captain of my swim team in high school. I could swim, but I can't swim to shore if we're four, five, eight miles away. So we're all on the boat, and it's really bumpy, and it's going back and forth. And there are people that are encouraging, try to solve the issue. How do we get this going? How do we be safe? How do we get going again? There's other people that say, no problem, man. We're going to charge ahead. We're going to get through this rough water. And then there are rats. There are absolute rats jumping off the ship. Just quitting, done, we're done, this is awful, nothing could be better. And that's what, that's what we're doing now. We're looking to see who the rats are, who the leaders are, who's encouraging, who wants to keep this thing going in the right direction. It's not, it's, you know, a lot of people, including myself, because I'm in the bubble, talk to the coach every week, he's coming up at 1 o'clock, speak to the GM, whenever I call he picks up, great guy. A lot of people, the owner, who you know I know, everybody knows the plan. The fans don't know the plan, and they don't care about the plan. The fans want to win, and I get that, and that's what this show's about. Forget about the plan now. I believe in the plan. I believe in the concept of the plan, which is to bring in a a group of people that are going to try to get the team to a level 
Very bumpy road, very bumpy water, but they're going to try to get through this and then have the thing on track to be really good for a long period of time. Not win, you know, not go to the playoffs twice in 20 years. We got that two times in 20 years. This organization wants to get to a level like Kansas City. They want to get to a level like certain teams that are just in the playoffs every year. You know that. I mean, you've heard the plan. You've heard the press conferences. You hear the coach. That's the plan. And what happens is when you're not 4-4 four and four, or you're not 5-3 and three where they should be, and that's not a reach. That's where they should be. Then everybody tries to figure out what the hell went wrong. And there's a lot going wrong. What's going wrong the most? What's going wrong the most is a very important point I want to make here in the monologue. What's going wrong is the execution. Not the game plan, not practice, not the meetings. What's going wrong is the execution. So what's happening here from what I'm hearing is that the plays are drawn up. The film study is there. Hey, you didn't run this route correctly. You were two yards from where you're supposed to be. We're paying you to run the right route, and you are not doing it, and you haven't done it for most of the year. Fix it. And they're trying to fix it, and they're running the plays in practice, and they're trying to get it right. And then what happens in the game, they get it right. They go up 17 nothing. They go up 20 nothing. But then when they got to execute the game plan to finish the game off, it's not right. You know, Formula One's coming to town, F1, right? And these, are, these, these cars are worth millions upon millions of dollars to make a reference in sports. And if they're off by an eighth of an inch or a quarter of a pound or something's wrong, you don't win. They don't execute right. They do it in the lab right. They do it in training right. But then they get to the race, and if it's off by just a hair, they don't win. That's kind of what's happening with the Raiders. One block where a center and a guard are supposed to start one way, but one's a little late or one's not there or holds his block long enough, blows up the play. One route that you're supposed to run, a dig route, and someone's supposed to come underneath and you're not running your route at the right yardage and you have too many people in the same spot, play blows up, that's execution. And I'm saying to myself, how are these guys not executing? What is going on? So here's what I think today going into the Indy game, because I want to spend most of the time this hour on Indy. What's happening is the guys who aren't executing are not going to be here. They're not going to be here. This is a unit now where the owner believes in the coach, the owner believes in the GM, they have a plan. They were vetted, man. These guys were vetted before they got this gig. And they're, they're the, there's a belief they got the right guys at the right time. It's just really bumpy. And they're going to stick with their plan. And the players who are not smart enough, who don't play through pain, who are not completely involved and into this program will no longer be here. That wasn't the case, and that's not the case in a lot of professional sports teams. Look at the Lakers, right? Look at certain teams. You know, you got guys like, they're not into it, this, Kyrie Irving, all this other stuff going on. So what's happening with the Raiders now are the smartest Raider fans see this. They're going, you know, that's not the same player. That's not the same player we thought he was. That same player doesn't seem to have the focus, or that player isn't the player that we thought he would be. Or some of the guys who were drafted by the former regime, their contracts are running out. They're not going to be retained. So let's get some of the younger guys here that we're trying to build around or to see if they can play, play a 2-6. and six. 
And, and that's what's happening. It's a lab experiment as they try to win games. So I look at it this way. Some listeners, and you're all great. Man, I don't have anything without you. Nothing. Zero without our listeners, our audience, our, our tremendous streaming numbers. Tremendous on this station, this station, this one because of you. But you got to know the plan, man. You got to know the plan, and you don't have to like the plan, but you should be able to respect it in anything in life. Anything in life, you should be able to respect it. You could work for a company, and you don't really like the company the way they're running this quarter or last year. How'd they come through COVID? Oh, I didn't like it. You know, I didn't get a bonus check at the end of the year. I didn't get a Christmas bonus. We didn't have a holiday party. All of that. And people you know, blank, and they, 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 they gossip and all that. But if you don't like it, leave. If you don't like it, leave. And if, if you're not on board, that's okay. If you don't believe, leave. If you're not on board. Now, not the fans. I'm talking about the players, the coaches, everybody else. If you're not on board. And this group seems to be very tight. But what's happening here is people try to stir the pot. And people are trying to kind of sell newspapers or do this or that or get people to listen to their platform because they don't listen to their platform. Everybody's got a voice now. And everybody's trying to figure it out. And it's bumpy, man. It's really bumpy because of a few, a few quarters that have been terrible with execution. Three of them in particular, the second half against Kansas City, the second half against Jacksonville, the fourth quarter against Arizona, where my mind is still melting on little Kyler Murray who's a little toddler who stole the phone at the picnic party and no one could tackle him and grab him. That game really had a big effect on this season. Really big effect, one game. And then you look at the no-show with New Orleans, which there's nothing you could say about that. That was an absolute no-show. Absolute no-show, which can never happen. But, you know, a couple of really good halves, two wins, an opportunity for this to be the third win, and then a little bit of a path to kind of get the thing back on track in the win-loss record. They blew two great opportunities in New Orleans and Jacksonville to really have this thing stabilized coming into Indianapolis. And they blew it. And the coaches have admitted it. Every coach has admitted it. You know that. The quarterback, Devontae's not happy. Clearly, Devontae's not happy. I mean, I'm fine with that. You know, Devontae's a great player. He's unbelievable. Devontae's skill set is at the level of Fred Bolitnikoff, Cliff Branch, Jerry Rice, and Tim Brown. There haven't been many of those guys to come through this organization at that level. I believe you feed Devontae. I believe when Devontae has a game where he is electric and he's breaking halftime records, 146 yards and two touchdowns, you go back to him. They didn't. They didn't go back to him at the level he liked it. I didn't like it. I was on the air. I did the post game. I didn't like it either. Tried to establish the run a little bit too much. And the game kind of got away from them. And Jacksonville played better. They played with more intensity, which should never happen. So that's where we stand today. The negativity is at a really big high, the highest negativity level in the history of the Las Vegas Raiders. Not the Oakland Raiders or the Los Angeles Raiders, but since we've been here, as I was on another radio show yesterday in Indianapolis, they said, what's the temperature in Vegas? I said, the temperature's hot because Vegas isn't used to this. Vegas was 8-8, eight and eight, 
and 10 and 7. Now Vegas is 2 and 6. But I think they're a better team than their record, but that doesn't work anymore on this show. I think that there are brighter days ahead. That doesn't work on this show. I think the plan in place is really solid and a really good plan. That doesn't work on this show anymore. I'm just dealing with the wolves at the door, the guardians at the gate, the pitchforks every day. And I get it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to get through this. We're going to see what happens here. This isn't rah-rah radio. You hear what I'm going through the last month? This isn't rah-rah radio. I got a bucket of Modellos I'm looking at on ice. I'm ready to reward myself for going through this week. But I love what I do. I love the Raider Nation. I love the fact that the Raider fans are going to be out for salute to service. We got Richard Seymour at the torch, Hall of Famer. Jay Schrader, who is our salute to service nominee. We got Lincoln Kennedy, Jason Horowitz, who I talked to today. We got, a great, we got a great show coming up on Sunday and hopefully a great game. Now, as I open up to take your phone call, 702-365-9200, just the key to the game. What needs to happen as I get to Indianapolis? But first, the Raiders on IR. This was Ian Rappaport yesterday on NFL Network on the breaking news with Darren Waller. Yeah, frustrating circumstance for all parties for the Las Vegas Raiders. They're placing star tight end Darren Waller on injured reserve, allowing his hamstring to fully heal. And, you know, I would say for weeks, Andrew, the belief has been that Darren Waller was going to come back, that he was pretty close, just has not been able to get over the hump. And every year it seems there's a couple of these. Chargers dealing with a similar situation for Keenan Allen, who just has not quite been able to fully, fully open up the hamstring. Similar situation for Darren Waller, one of the best players on the Raiders, regardless of position, someone they paid before the season, expected huge things from, now out the next four games. So I was in the building yesterday about to interview the coach, and then I found out about Hunter Renfro before Ian Rappaport. True. Right there. Found out about that. They're putting Hunter Renfro on IR, the oblique. Hunter got concussed earlier this year, very serious concussion, and Hunter's going to have to work through this and hopefully come back ready to go. The other breaking news today, about 30 minutes ago, Ian Rappaport, more tough news for the Colts, all-pro linebacker Shaquille Leonard, who had a setback with his back in practice this week, is headed to injured reserve. He's out at least the next four games, and his evaluations will dictate how much more. So that's another very good player, an elite player, when he's 100% healthy, which he hasn't been, that will be off the field for Indianapolis. So I think we did a pretty good job this week. I did it also on my SiriusXM show at night, covering the Jeff Saturday story, as Jeff Saturday comes to town here with house money. When the Colts jet, charter jet, lands in Vegas and they get off the tarmac to get on the bus, there's going to be a Brinks truck of casino chips, and they're going to hand it to Jeff Saturday and go, Welcome to Vegas, Jeff. Here are your chips. Here's your free gambling chips. You have house money. You have nothing to lose. If you don't win, you're Jeff Saturday. You've never coached a game. If you win... Keep doubling down because it's going to be unbelievable if you're able to take this team that's hobbled through injuries with a weak offensive line, with a quarterback who no one knows how to pronounce his name, who they've never seen play. If this guy can win, then get back on the plane and you're going to own one of these casinos with house money. That's really the issue in this game now. No one wants to talk about X's and O's at the level I do. Everybody wants to talk about pressure. What happens if Jeff Saturday beats Josh McDaniels? What happens if Sam Ellinger outplays Derek Carr? 
Whoa, is that what we're doing? Yeah, it's pressure. I don't think the Colts have any pressure, none. Some people are saying that Jeff Saturday could be a rat. I've heard idiots on their radio show, absolute dopes, literally go on radio and TV and say, you know, this Jeff Saturday, all he's going to do is report up the ladder to Mr. Ursay about who's in and who's not, who's buying in and who's not. Are you, are you kidding me? Jeff Saturday is an NFL warrior, great offensive lineman who played with Peyton Manning and won a Super Bowl. He left TV. He had to clear it with his wife to go help out the organization. What he's doing is he's helping out his owner in the organization under dire situations from a football level to try to stabilize a team because the owner, Jim Ursay, is unstable to begin with. And he's freaking out. And he's benching Matt Ryan. And he's trading Carson Wentz or getting rid of him. And he's just sitting around. And Jeff Saturday's like, hold on, Mr. Ursay. I'll go fix it. I'll go there and I'll, I'll observe and I'll have him ready to play. So that's what's going on there. Josh McDaniels, I think, has a really tight locker room from the leadership level because a lot of guys aren't going to be here, as I said, as I opened up the monologue. They will not be here next year. And Josh McDaniels wants to be here next year and seems to have the insurances that he will because of the plan he has with Dave Ziegler. Now they have to find a way to win a game against the team they're supposed to beat. But the last two teams they played, they were supposed to beat, and they didn't beat. They got blown out by New Orleans, and then they fell apart in the second half against Jacksonville. So you better believe the Raiders are playing under pressure. You better believe that the Raiders should be damn concerned about the first 10 minutes of this game and the heart rate of the Indianapolis Colts that I'm predicting will be very high. I think that the Raiders will win the game. I think the Raiders are a better team. And I think the Raiders will rally in this game. But would I bet on it? I'm not a, I don't bet. But other bettors here, I've talked to gamblers in town or taking the Colts in the points. I talked to other gamblers that think the Raiders are going to crush this team like a bug and blow them out. Well, it's tough to blow out anybody when you don't have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. And you don't have Divine Diablo and Blake Martinez retires. And you're moving in new people and new pieces into the defensive secondary. We'll get a chance to see how they're able to react to this. But I think Josh McDaniels will have them ready. I think the team will be hopefully focused to put on a show. And they'll do it at Allegiant Stadium because they haven't been here in a couple of weeks. That's the monologue fueled by Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, Charles Woodson's official whiskey of the show. Charles is unbelievable. You know, his legendary achievements. Well, now he's got a new one, his Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Once you try it, it's going to be your go-to whiskey. You're going to love it. And if you go to a bar or a club or a restaurant and you ask for a whiskey and they don't have it, let me know and we'll get in touch with Charles and try to figure out a way to get Woodson Bourbon Whiskey into that establishment, especially your local establishments there. 702-365-9200. Raider fans are either just excited to hear me rage for 20 minutes or they're just nervous. So the phones are open. We have the ability to talk to you for a little bit. Give me the key to the game. If you're pissed off, let it fly. If you're encouraged, let's hear from you. If you're despondent and you need a therapist, I can do that. Let's hear from the Raider Nation on the importance of this game as we get ready and we get going. Chris Matthews, our insider from 8 News Now, at the bottom of the hour. Josh McDaniels at 105. Also, a taste of Raiders Roundtable with Q Myers and Lincoln Kennedy uh, in the final hour of the show. 
Raider Rod in San Jose. Appreciate you checking in in the Bay Area. What's happening, Rod? JT, what's happening, brother? Hey, hey, look, man, this is the beginning of the second half of the year for us. Like, it's time to go to the mattresses and embrace the shootout. You've been talking about that all year. We got Walla out. We got Renfro out. We got Jones strolling. Now is the time to see the brilliance of Josh McDaniels. We've seen what he did in New England in situations where he had key stars out. I want to see how he – what. It's going to be so interesting to see what happens from the rest of the, these next four games without two of our key stars. What does he do to the offense, what, and how does he motivate the team? I, think, I want to see some motion. I want to see some up-tempo at the line of scrimmage. We've been successful about that with that. I want to see some motion, something creative. With eight, nine games in, eight games in now, Josh McDaniels probably got a really good idea what, what this team is, or much better than he did, of course, in the beginning of the season. So I'm going to really be interested to see. Look, I want us to win every game, but I'm really interested in the long term and really seeing what the Raiders do, how, um, how this team responds to all of this adversity. We've been snake bit all, all year. So I want to see a gritty performance, special teams, offense, defense, getting some turnovers, you know, just really coming out fired up to win this game on Sunday. That's all I got, JT. Thanks for taking yeah, my call. I appreciate it. I really appreciate that. That's important. You know, let's see the Raiders come out and ready to play. How could you not be ready to play? How could you not be ready to just storm out onto this field and play great? I think they will be, but the ability of the Colts to play well Remember the last time the Colts played in Vegas, they won with Phillip Rivers. They played in this building, and they were very impressive. And then the Raiders went back to Indianapolis last year, led by Rich Passaccia, won that game, and literally knocked the Colts out of the playoffs. They put the Colts in such a tough spot that the Colts had to go to Jacksonville, and they lost to Jacksonville. And let me tie this up for everybody perfect with a bow. The reason why Jeff Saturday is the coach of this team is because of what happened last year. Remember, the Raiders last year got Vic Fangio fired, the head coach of Denver. That's fact, not fiction. The Denver Bronco organization hates the Raiders, and the Raiders have been sweeping them the last couple of years. And even though Denver won a game here or two, they were so embarrassed by losing to the Raiders year after year, they fired Vic Fangio, a very capable coach, very capable. Well, Frank Wright's a very capable coach too. But because they lost to Jacksonville last year, they got rid of Carson Wentz, and Frank Wright was put on the hot seat, and everything was going right. They got Matt Ryan, and then Matt Ryan lost a little bit of his fastball. And, you know, this team's imploding, and they're bringing in Jeff Saturday because the owner is unstable, in my opinion. But I'm okay with that. I have a lot of respect for billionaires, and I believe that billionaires are allowed to be more unstable than millionaires or people like us who are trying to make, uh, you know, some money here and all that. You know, the billionaires, boys club and women's club now in the NFL, if you don't like who you got, you don't like your coach, you don't like your tight end, you don't like someone, you can get rid of them. Because you have so much money, you can't spend it in the rest of your life. Jim Mercer wants to win in Vegas desperately. He knows Mark Davis. They know each other for a long time. He wants to win. So he did something really drastic and dramatic to try to get the team going. I think that's good. I, I wouldn't have hired Jeff Saturday. I probably would have elevated Reggie Wayne, who's on the staff. The former great wide receiver made him head coach and brought Jeff Saturday into the game because he's already a consultant. I would have brought him on the field as a consultant and said, hey, 
I want you to watch this. I want you to sit with me, and we want to start evaluating the team. That's what they're talking about in Indianapolis today. We had Jake Query on yesterday as a big show there. And as we were texting and talking, really the issue is all Jim Ursay had to do was say, hey, Jeff, can you leave ESPN for the rest of the year and come to Indianapolis full time? I want you to evaluate this thing. I want you to be in the building. I want you to be at practice. We're not going to make you the head coach. No, they made him the head coach. (laughs) They made him the head coach. And everyone's going, oh, my God, Dan Orlovsky, Ryan Clark, everybody's sitting there going, this is an embarrassment. And I understand it. Those guys play professional football. They don't think this is the right thing to do. But he's going to have them ready to play. I'm going to be there. I'm excited for this game. This game went from being very, you know, last week no one in the country cared about Raiders Jacksonville because of the records. Everybody in the country cares about this game. One of the radio shows, TV shows today led with this game. So if you got a ticket and you're going to salute the service, you're coming to this game, I think you're going to have a big, dramatic, emotional game with a lot on the line. You know, for a 2-6 and six team and, what, a 3-5-1 and one team that looked to be out of it, this is like the last of the last of the last games to show that you can get into it, even with a miracle. The energy level should be very high, and hopefully the product's pretty good. I mean, what, what, what is Mark Davis paying Devontae and Derek Carr and Matt Collins and Josh Jacobs and Max Crosby and Chandler Jones and Deron Harmon for if they can't show up and play a great game and earn their paycheck? I mean, they got to play great. These are professional football players who are paid to perform roughly anywhere from 29 minutes to 31 minutes a week. That doesn't include the timeouts, the huddles. So you're talking about 15 to 20 minutes on both sides of the ball to play your ass off. Al Davis demanded that everybody who's ever played for this organization play their ass off on every play. So does Mark Davis. These are professional football players. We're not. So their job is to come out on fire on Sunday, point to the crowd, get their ass off the bench, have good body language so when the camera, the camera on television shows them, they better not be giggling or laughing or, you know, sitting down with no one around them, looking depressed. Everybody's got to be at their best. It's a television show. It's competition at the highest level. It's NFL football. It's Las Vegas. I know John Fogarty's going to show up. I can tell you John Fogarty's going to play his ass off at halftime. I can promise you that. I expect the Raider Nation to unite. That's all I've said forever. Make fun of me, knock me. I don't give a crap. 99.8% of those people don't show their face. But the ones who do, who will be in the black hole with me early, they're ready to go. This is a nation of Raider fans who are pissed off right now. And this football team with the coaches and the players deserve to give the product an upgrade so the fans in attendance paying one of the highest prices in the history of professional sports get their product, their entertainment, and there's a will to win. The monologue brought to you by Resorts World, where I was last night. Oh, I love walking around Resorts World. We have a UFC party we're going to tell you about on Saturday. Oh, and a housekeeping item here quickly. Just heard from the great Hendricks family, Ted Hendricks, one of the greatest football players of all time, his charity bowling tournament tomorrow, Saturday, November 12th, South Point Bowling Center, 3 to 6 p.m. Again, all-inclusive gift bags, raffles, auction prizes, legends. It's going to be great. And uh, Ted does a great job with his wife, Linda, an unbelievable job giving back 
and it's really a nice event. So Ted Hendricks, the charity bowling tournament, if you're in Vegas or you're coming into town for the game, that's tomorrow at the South Point from 3 to 6 p.m. Come on out and support Ted, uh, one of the greatest football players and Raider legends of all time. When we come back, Chris Matthews will join us from 8 News Now, another one of our Raiders insiders. Top of the hour. Top of the hour. And I know I got calls there. Stay with me. I'll get to you quickly before our guest. We'll come back and we'll talk to Chris, and then we'll have the head coach at the top of the hour. And listen to that. I think you'll hear some things about him. I mean, literally, Hunter Renfro went on IR like four minutes before we did the interview. And you can hear that coming up at the top. Jacobs alone, setback behind Carr on a first and ten. Raiders working left to right. Snap, play action to Jacobs. Fake reverse to Hollins. Carr looking downfield. Devontae's wide open at the two. Grabs it. Touchdown, Raiders. The defender had fallen down, and Devontae Adams has his second touchdown grab of the half. So how come Devontae can have all those catches in the first and not the second? It's a combination. They defend them tougher. They do. They If Devontae rips you for 140 yards and two touchdowns, you think when they you make the halftime adjustments, they're sliding a little bit more danger over to Devontae? And then the defensive line of Jacksonville was just better than the offensive line of the Raiders. No excuse. Got a quarterback and a head coach that's got to figure it out. Move the pocket, move the pocket, get the ball out quicker and keep it going. JT, back with you as we continue. Brought to you by Grimaldi's Pizza, the best pizza I ever had. Chris Matthews in a moment. Chris in West Oakland, always good to hear from you. What's happening, Chris? Hey, JT. Yeah, you know, you talked about that, Devontae Adams. That's one of the most disappointing things with Darren Waller not being able to get on the field was we knew what was going to happen, that Devontae Adams at some point was going to be double and even triple teams, and, you know, we lost that dynamic force at tight end. And, again, I never question injuries. I don't know how hurt he is. The most disappointing thing to me, though, is every week you hear he practices, he's in pregame warm-ups, he's never once tried it out in a game. So maybe it's the medical staff, I don't know. And, again, I, I have no idea the severity of the injury, but I've seen players over the years that you literally had to, you know, use a crowbar to get them off the field or to keep them off of the field when they're injured. And he just doesn't seem like a guy that's itching to play, but I could be wrong. As far as the keys to the game this week, I'll be, I'll be quick. I know you've got a guest coming up. Um, look, the, I don't want to even hear about playoffs. We've got a game ahead of us. I think the playoffs are shot this week. So we're going to talk about professionalism and pride. It was the old John Madden mantra. Show up, be on time, and play like hell when I tell you to. That's what the Raiders need to do. That's what Josh McDaniels needs to do going forward the rest of the season. Maybe we get lucky and we get on a run. I don't know. But we've got to hold these guys together, come out and play their asses off like they still have something to play for. I think the keys to the game, I, I look, I think the offense will find a way to score some points. I still think there's enough talent out there with Foster Moreau, Matt Collins, obviously Devontae. But this game's going to come down to can they protect the quarterback, can they run the ball, but defensively, the Colts 
are the worst offense in football, JT. They might be. I think they're dead last in almost every single category. If they can't shut this team down and hold them to under 17 points and get a couple of turnovers, I don't know that it's ever going to happen. Look, the Raiders have won two games this year. I don't think it's a coincidence we've scored two defensive touchdowns in each one of those games. We've got to find a way to get a turnover. I know that the Colts are going to be sky high, ready to play for Jeff Saturday. The Raiders have got to match that intensity, go out, score early, give these guys a reason to quit and not believe. Don't let them hang around where all of a sudden it's a field goal game or they're even in the lead in the third and fourth quarters to where now they can believe. Get up on top of these guys early, put your foot on their throat, and if you get a lead like you did in Jacksonville, don't decide after you throw the ball for 200 yards in the first half that now all of a sudden we want to pound the ball on every single play. Stick with what's working, whatever that may be. Show up, show some pride. Old Raider Mantra, my friend, pride and poise. It's really taking on a new meeting right now with the season going the way it is. We're going to find out going forward and into next year the players that want to be here that have some pride and have some professionalism. I'm going to go out and make a prediction. 23-14 Raiders, I think they'll find a way to get it done. I think the Colts are that bad. But if we can't force any kind of turnover whatsoever, I believe this will be a field goal game in the fourth quarter, and that could be a dangerous situation. Thanks, my friend. Have a great weekend. Talk to you on the post game. Yeah, Chris in West Oakland, he is the standard of callers on this entire channel, any show. You don't have to be as good as him, but you should care as much as him. No matter what show you call, you can't call this one, you're at work, whatever it is. That's the type of guy that sets the tone, an Oakland Raider fan who's behind the team in Vegas and lives and dies with this team. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend, Chris. Nick in Santa Cruz, you're up next. What a great spot to be today. Go ahead, uh, Nick, what's happening? Hey, uh, Brick, I I love your passion again, man. I might get a little salty today, though. First Mm -hmm. of all, one positive. Abrams is an unmitigated disaster. I am so glad they released that guy. I'm sad we could even get a seventh-round pick for him. But look, man, um, I would love your thoughts on why Waller isn't playing. I thought the last caller, I saw that real sports on him, great humanitarian. Why isn't he on the field? And this is where I'm getting salty a little, JT, and I don't mean to be too critical of you, but you keep talking about the plan. This Mm -hmm. game is about results, okay? Uh, You mentioned the Chiefs. Um, Josh McDaniels, from what I have seen, results based as a head coach, a unmigid- uh, just a disaster. I'm not even going to mention Denver. I'm mentioning this year. Second halves are all about adjustments. We have been beaten time and time again. Historic numbers when it comes to second half. It's atrocious. You know, and Mark Davis, he could have stuck by John Gruden. He chose not to. I give him a pass on this Me Too movement era for not sticking with him, but Basaccia was a leader of men. He got results, winning four games in a row with the deck stacked against us. And we bring in this offensive guru. Okay, I'm excited. The offense has taken a step back everywhere. Tell me people that Josh McDaniels and Ziegler, the plan guru, has brought in that has been better this year. Even Devontae Adams, the beast, is having an off year. The defense, we bring in Graham. The middle of the field is an unmitigated, it's just a disaster. And when we talk about Raiders like the Soul Patrol, you mentioned Ted Hendricks, Matt Millen, Howie Long, Villapiano, I could go on and on. This team is unprofessional, and the emperor has no clothes. 
if we get beat this week with an offensive coordinator who's 30 years old and and, and Saturday who's coming from Connecticut at ESPN, this will be a disaster. I will show up. I will watch the game and waste my most precious resource, my time. But, JT, come on, man. You keep talking about a bumper sticker of the plan. I don't see it. Tell me where I'm wrong. Please tell me. And why won't Waller get on the field? Yeah, I can't, I can't tell you. You are salty. That's great that you are salty. Really appreciate that call. I'm not going to argue with most of what you said other than Darren Waller. If Darren Waller can't go because his hand, hamstring is going to tear, it's going to pop, and they test it and everybody's on the same page from the trainers to the doctors to the coaches, I mean, I, we don't go there. We don't. You can talk about that at a tailgate or a Thanksgiving dinner with your friends and family. We don't do that on the radio. He's injured. Injured players don't play. And when you want to see him try to go, I think Darren's been out there warming up trying to go. I'm surprised by this. I thought Darren would be out on the field by now. A Hunter played through a lot, a lot last year. I, I definitely stepped back from Hunter because I was there right in front of my seats when Hunter got concussed, and it was a vicious hit. Now he has an oblique, and this is kind of a throwaway year for Hunter. Very shocked. You have two of the most important players on the team injured. And as I bring in Chris Matthews, I'll just tell you the plan because I know the plan. I never said the plan is working. All I'm telling everybody is what the plan is and how they're trying to incorporate it. And if they didn't collapse in two of these games, everybody would be looking at four and four going, I kind of get the plan. So a couple of games, Chris Matthews, 8 News Now, got away from this team. You do a really highly rated pregame show. You're out at practice. Tell me what you think of the plan when they initially came in and how they're trying to install it. Well, I think a lot's been derailed just because of the, you know, the injuries and, and um, I, I kind of also, you know, I, I also go way back to the beginning of, of, of camp and how they open sooner. And, and it just seems like it's, it's, it's been a grind, which I know the professionals and they'll get through it all and so forth. But, but you kind of go back to the very beginning and then some guys are out and they, they're not playing in the preseason games. And maybe that's a, maybe you know, the offensive line is shuffled around and so forth. There's just been so many question marks that, uh, that these guys, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens during the off season. This is going to be one of the most interesting off seasons that we've seen around here. You've seen more, way more Raider games than ever I have, but uh, in terms of an off season with his team in Vegas, I'm really excited to see what happens and interested to see what happens during the off season with with some of these name players, some of the uh, you know some of the uh, position groups that got to be shuffled around and moved and and upgraded obviously and and just these these recent injuries and even the Blake Martinez retirement coming off a, a game where he has 11 tackles and he's starting and playing well. You just kind of wonder. I mean, it's just there's so many question marks. I am truly interested to see how this offseason is going to shake. Yep, and I know that. And, again, you do the news at the highest level every night. You could slide over to any sport you want. I'm on Raider Nation Radio. I don't want the offseason now. I want a victory against the Colts. And, Chris, I can't imagine what you have lined up uh, going into this weekend with this Jeff Saturday story. You follow a lot of national news and cover that along with everything in Vegas here. What's your perspective on the Colts, even though they're banged up and they don't seem to be moving the ball in the air, but Jeff Saturday is going to try to tweak this team and have them ready to go? That was crazy. Well, first of all, I commend you, JT, the patience that you have, because I I guess I jumped on right before this last caller, 
And I'm thinking, man, JT's got a lot of patience. I don't know if I have that kind of patience, but hats off to you for the, the, uh, you know, the, the calls that you take. I, know, I love Raider Nation. That's what I love most about Raider Nation, the carnival of characters and the passion they have. So, I, you know, that last guy that was on the air with you, I can just, I can just sense his frustration because the fans are so passionate. Now, I'd rather have a fan base like that, certainly, than a fan base is, you know, laissez-faire, who, who could care less about a, a team. So that's interesting. You know, I think it's kind of interesting just today is that Jeff Saturday, who, you know, everybody's talked about the inexperience and he has no head coaching uh, experience on the college level, the NFL level, but just today now he's elevated uh, Matt Ryan to the active roster. So yeah. I kind of wonder, even though this guy, you know, with the uh, shoulder and all, that he's practiced and he's elevated and, and so forth, I kind of almost kind of wonder if it's going to be one of those situations where, hey, it's not going to be uh, Sam Ellinger. They're going to have Matt Ryan in there. I, I, it, so that'll be interesting. But uh, that whole story with, uh, with Jeff Saturday is so interesting, how he was just basically out of the blue called and said, here you go. I mean, could you imagine uh, – a, a call from like say for example me all of a sudden they say hey uh chris uh, michaels can't do the thursday night game we're gonna fly you to chicago <laughs> to do the game this weekend or whatever it's just such a such a bold bold move by jim ursay to to bring in a guy he must be a, a real strong close friend but to have a guy like that come in be the head coach and then have this parks frazier guy who has never ever even never even really sat in a, a made the calls in a position room now as an assistant coach for the uh, for the colts and assistant quarterbacks coach now calling the plays it, it has made this game so so interesting that i'm excited about our pregame show coming up uh, on sunday morning at eight o'clock we have all these things to talk about now especially the game you know, it's interesting you say that, Chris Matthews, 8 News Now. I said that, I guess, wrong in the New Orleans game because the Raiders got blown out. But I thought that Dennis Allen in that game was going to start Andy Dalton. If he didn't play well, go to Jameis, right? It, and they didn't have to because the Raiders didn't get the ball past the 50. You're right. It is breaking news that Matt Ryan has been elevated as the backup, and they can go to him early, or the quarterback can get hurt. Max Crosby can come around and just take him out of the game, and then Matt Ryan comes in, and you got a much more competitive game. We saw Phillip Rivers and what he did in Las Vegas two years ago. Uh, Chris, let's wrap it up with the Raiders, and I'm going to get to quickly Jack Eichel and what's happening with this hockey team. Wow, what a game changer now for every Golden Knight fan who was like, I don't know if I want my season tickets. I've been spoiled <laughs> to death. I love when we only win and go to the conference finals. Well, all those people are scurrying back to T-Mobile. This is the best team in <laughs> hockey. They lead the NHL in points. And now it comes back to being one of the most entertaining sporting events you can go to. Tell me about your coverage of VGK. Well, it's been so much fun. And you know what? It, I, we kind of had a sense this team was going to be good. The biggest question marks were probably going to be uh, in the net, how would the uh, how would Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill uh, perform with uh, Leonard out all season? And they've come in and, and performed fabulously. I mean, they've been great these two goalies. And then you got all that skill level. We did a, a an interview, an extended interview back in the summer with um, George McPhee, who was the president of hockey operations. Now Kelly McCrimmon's going to give you the line of it, the general manager, whatever. But uh, George McPhee, I asked him, George in. Since day one, is this by far the most talented team as a team, as a side that that this team that, that you put together? And he goes, "Oh yeah, by far." And then you know, Bill Foley, the same thing. And and obviously, we had an interview with him a couple of weeks ago. So as an assembled team, 
they are phenomenal with all the talent they have. And then even it goes, remember the first year how Gerard Gallant would talk about, hey, we can roll four lines out there. We can wear the other teams down. We can take advantage of this situation or that situation. Well, that's how it is right now. This fourth line is playing well. The, the defense is awesome right now. Um, and it's so fun. I thought it was great, great television last night to see Jack Eichel go back into Key Bank Center and get the hat trick when he was being booed every single time he was on the puck and on the ice. So I thought that was just maybe maybe that's just me kind of a you know throwing the the knife into the back kind of thing with those fans. But I thought it was so awesome that Jack Eichel could turn a hat trick when he was getting booed on every single every single shift. That was pretty awesome. All right, Chris. Uh, one last thing I wanted to wrap it up with. You work with Jay Schrader on your pregame show. Jay Schrader got nominated by the Raider organization, not an active player. Jay Schrader for Salute to Service. We're going to have him at the torch, and we're going to be talking about him on Sunday. Uh, you get to work with him. What a great guy, and really nice that the Raiders were able to give him this great, great honor here coming into this game. You know, and he's such a terrific person, like you mentioned. He's helped us out so many times with different uh, – things that we've done with the NFL draft that was here. Here He was our expert. Now we have him uh, on every single week. We have him on a show called Sports Wrap. It's a brand-new show, and he comes in, gives us great insight, real terrific insight into what's going on, not as a fan, but as a former quarterback and a Super Bowl winner and a Hall of Fame legend with the Raiders. He can tell us what's going on and what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he saw here, what he didn't see there. So I'm going to be really interested to talk to him tomorrow after the game, just to kind of get his thoughts on Jeff Saturday and Parks Frazier and, and even this Raiders team now with Waller being out and Renfro being out and Blake Martinez retiring. I love his insight because he's been, he's been through the trenches so many times. And remember, he was, he's played back when, uh, when you pretty much played hurt and got banged up and you still rolled out there. He's had some great stories on that too. So uh, I, I really appreciate Jay Schrader and all that he's done for And you know what? He does a lot here for the community. You mentioned that award he's up for, not only the military, but he's out here doing different things for this community. He coaches a small high school here in Las Vegas. So uh, I'm going to tip my hat every time to Jay Schrader. Yeah, he's a great guy, really. His community service is tremendous, and that's what this alumni department is all about. Chris, I'll see you out at the game on Sunday. Have a great weekend. All right. Thank you, JT. Appreciate it. You got it. Very generous with this time. Part of our insiders, and I'm proud of the insiders that Bobby put together again this year. And doesn't mean we don't like everybody else who's an insider on the other show, but we got a grid set up. We try to put these guests on every two weeks, try to get them in here, so give them a little bit of a break. And uh, Chris is one of them, and he's the, he's the anchor here in town on 8 News now and does as good a job as anybody and very well respected. So that's what we have here. Coming up, my conversation in a few minutes with the head coach, Josh McDaniels, which was interesting for me yesterday because I got in the building. I get there ahead of time for the interview, and we have an idea what we want to talk about, but literally the Hunter Renfro news broke about him going on IR after Darren Waller, and I was the first one to ask him about that. You'll hear that coming up here, and – You know, I think that the coach now understands that the team, when they haven't been playing well in spurts, you don't play well for the third quarter. You let a team back in the game, and then everything's open and up for grabs. That's what's got to change with the Raiders, not only on Sunday, but going forward as we continue to evaluate this team. No more lapses. You can't have a lapse. you got to play hard and intense the entire game. Josh McDaniels, the head coach at the top of the hour.